You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. You know, I hear the camera adds 10 pounds. Looks like you've eaten five cameras. Last segment to go here on The Pipeline Show for this week, and it's a U-Sport update, and uh, wow, things, uh, big things happening in U-Sports uh, hockey in the playoffs. And uh, my guest, coming from the University of British Columbia, former Edmonton Oil King captain Colton Keller. Uh, Kells, welcome back to The Pipeline Show. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thanks for having me, Guy. It's been a while since our last one. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's, this is year two for you uh, at the U-Sport level, and uh, I, I don't think uh, you could have scripted the playoffs here to be any better. Uh, first round upset over uh, Mount Royal, and then uh, a big one up here in Edmonton last week, uh, spoiling your uh, the home team's uh, big playoff push uh, and doing it in the what used to be your hometown here with the Edmonton All Kings, but uh, a big win against the Alberta Golden Bears as well. Obviously, you guys have got to be sky high right now. Yeah, um, it's been a nice, nice run we've been on. Um, and, you know, like you said, to do it in, in Edmonton was a nice little cherry on top. I know for myself and, and guys like Patty Day, who was able to share it with his family and Quinn, who was able to, you know, finish his WHL career in Edmonton to share it with his billets and, um, and some of the guys at the game. It was, it was pretty special. Uh, that'd be Quinn Benjafield and, and you mentioned Patty Day for all former. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Now, uh, tell me about the series. Uh, well, let's start with the Mount Royal series. And I, I don't know how you felt going into that one, but I think on paper, most people would have expected uh, you guys to be the underdogs or picked you to be the underdogs. Uh, how'd you pull that one out? Uh, you know, we played them the week before, actually, and, and we split with them. So that gave us a, a good amount of confidence going in, going into that first round. Um, we, we believe we were pretty evenly matched, you know, we were obviously four and five in the standings, but um, it was it was a heavy series playing them. Um, we we had a bit of hate going on, and you know we came out Friday with with that confidence, and then uh, Saturday Saturday they came out with you know their desperate their desperate push to keep their series alive, and then Sunday it was just a it was a seesaw battle. We we ended up going up three nothing. They climbed back, and then they scored with what one point one seconds left in the third, and. Um, that 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 was uh that was pretty heavy going back into the room, but mm-hmm. you know, when when it gets to that point in, in your season and in uh, game three an elimination game, it uh, you know, that's that's what you're playing for. You just want to keep your series alive, and I think we we grasped that going back out for overtime. We were able to get one on the power play to to send us to Alberta. So it was uh, yeah, that was that was definitely definitely uh an emotional series. The way you describe it, though, you, you blow a 3 nothing lead. They tie it with under two, just over a second left yeah. to go in the third period. You know, I don't think anyone would, would blame you if going into the dressing room before overtime, you almost feel defeated. Like, man, I can't believe we let them get back in this game and tie it up. And how, how do you come out for overtime not feeling like, in a way, you've already lost? I think we just, you know, we want to utilize every minute of that intermission just to kind of reset. And um, it was... It, it was definitely difficult, um, you know, not to, you know, overhype it, but it was, I think it was close to the anniversary of that 2010 game where, you know, the U.S. tied it. And I mean, it's, but just, just re- realizing, you know, what was at stake and, you know, we had gone that far and we were proud of our weekend up to that point. So just, just to stick with it. And, you know, we, we, we had nothing to lose. Like you said, we were, we were a bit of the underdogs. So just remembering that for sure was, was helpful. Colton Keller of the UBC Thunderbirds is my guest. He joins me courtesy of the Troubled Monk Hotline. Uh, now uh, UBC, then then you go to you come up here to Alberta to take on, to Edmonton to take on the Alberta Golden Bears, and and again, you, the U of A getting to the national championships is 
it's almost a foregone conclusion. I think everybody almost expects that to be the case every year. Uh, not this year, though. You guys knocked them off. And, again, you win Friday, but they come back and, and uh, win a fairly decisive 6-1 game on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But then you take you you win 2-1 in a very tight game on Sunday. Uh, how do you, when you look back at that series, how did it go in your favor? Well, I think the first thing is, is our goaltending. Yeah. I mean, Ryland Toth, I think, made, you know, upwards to 140 saves in our wins or some, or throughout the whole weekend, I believe. And it was, um, I mean, going back to Sunday, you know, the save he made on a two on O, um, eight seconds into the game. And then the save he made with, you know, two, two and a half minutes left in the third, to, to keep us up one. It was, uh, it was definitely a goaltending performance, uh, like I've, never seen uh live before um you know without tother we're uh we're probably licking our wounds right now but um he he did a job for us and and we were able to you know put a couple put a couple past their guy and um he was able to hold on for us it was uh yeah just like that that sunday game they came out they came out strong got one got one in the first and then Tosa just shut the door. Um, I think mentality we we wanted to have was just putting pucks on net. We knew we could uh, if if there was one area that we could exploit, it was just put putting pucks on net, and um, it worked for us. We, we we were able to get a couple by them. All right. Well, this weekend you're uh, in Saskatchewan in Saskatoon to take on the Huskies. Uh, what's the uh, the weekend series or the season series like between the two teams? Um, yeah, they they had our number in the in the regular season. I think. But I mean, so did Alberta, so did Mount Royal. Right. So um, we're we're going in with a similar mindset. No, no one's given us a chance, and you know, but we're a team with nothing to lose and a team with a good goaltender, a really good goaltender. So I think in the playoffs, that's definitely a uh, da- dangerous combination. Uh, Colton Keller is my guest uh, here on the Pipeline Show, uh, and uh, I don't know how many banners there are hanging at your rink at UBC. I know. Going to Claire Drake Arena, the, the Golden Bears have a number of banners. But when's the last time yeah. uh, the, the Thunderbirds have been in in a situation where they could come home as uh, as conference champs? I believe the last last time uh, uh, we made it to the conference final was uh, the seventy eight seventy nine oh. season. So about forty two years, uh, <laughs> we have one banner from the seventy seventy one uh, season where we were uh, Canada West champions. So you know just. Um, you know, it, it's hard. I don't think it's really sunk in the the kind of history we've made for our program. But um, you know, to think that we've come this far and made this much noise to not, you know, give ourselves a chance to you know walk away with a banner. Um, you know, it, it's definitely definitely something that still is uh is achievable, and we prove that we can we can be good teams and um. Yeah, like I said, we we got nothing to lose, and we got we got a really good goalie. So in the playoffs, you can't go wrong with those two things. When you talk about that sort of history or lack thereof, uh, I mean, there's yeah. there's there's no chance you're looking past this series and ahead to the, to the national championship or to the nationals uh, because of how key and how important and how momentous this uh, this weekend could be for the program. Yeah, um, I mean, just appreciating and. Um, we know how we come this far, but for sure, um, it's. Uh, I think we'd be doing ourselves a disservice, disjustice, if uh, if we didn't 
if we didn't pull this out and um, give ourselves a really good chance, we, uh, you know, like you said, we're going to we're going to Halifax either way. But just to put that on the back burner for now and worry about the next four four or five days is going to be, you know, could could be a huge turning point in our program. So that's definitely our, our focus as of right now. Colton Keller from the UBC Thunderbirds, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Your uh, your team pretty much loaded with uh, former WHL guys, and that's just a, an indication of just how, how many players, former WHL guys or CHL guys, are, are taking and making use of their scholarship package uh, and going and playing U sports. Um, was that an easy yeah. decision for you? I mean, I mean I, you probably had um, a pro opportunities. You could have went to the ECHL or over in Europe, but why was going to U sport the right fit for you? Uh, it was, I think, I think part of it for me was wanting to come back home. I've, I've been away for five years as well. Um, but yeah, no, you can't go wrong with getting your education. Um, I think just, you know, for me, I wasn't, uh, wasn't totally sure what I wanted to do with, with my schooling, but knowing to, like, you know, leaving the WHL, you know, one of the best leagues in the world and having the opportunity to go to one of the best schools, uh, in the country was, was something that, that I had in mind and, uh, you know, being able to get a degree from here and, and, you know, use, use the scholarship program to, to go to UBC. It was, it was huge. I've never been in that situation, so I don't know how easy or complicated <laughs> it is to, to access this the scholarship package. Is it, you know, is there lots of paperwork or something or is it pretty simple? No, no. Uh, Greg Gardner made, made it very easy for us. So, you know, couple, couple forms and, um, you know, a couple buttons to press on the on the computer just to accept your scholarship money is pretty easy considering uh, the the value that it has behind it. It's um, it's definitely once in a lifetime, and you know, I think uh, thinking about passing up passing up the scholarship to go to UBC was uh, was something that I I couldn't do. So no, I know it's it might be different for everybody. Each individual has to make their own choice, but. If somebody asked you, you know, a, a 20 year old in the dub right now were to ask you, you for your opinion, you know, and they had a chance to go play in Europe or in the ECHL or something or, or yeah. use their scholarship package and, and go to, to play U sports, would you recommend of doing what you did? Um, I don't, I mean, everyone's different, right? I don't want right. to, you know, tell everyone if, if, if your goal is to, to play or your dream is to play pro hockey, then 100% go for it because, you know, you might you might regret it either way, whatever whatever route you choose. Um, it's obviously a big decision because it's it's only accessible after what, one one full year of pro hockey. So um, it's a big decision, but I think it's something that uh, you know the start of your nineteen or twenty year old year probably start thinking about it because it's there's a lot to weigh and there's um, there's huge benefits on both sides. But I know you know coming to youth sports and utilizing it for the last couple of years is um, something that I definitely don't regret, you know, just the, uh, the experience of university and living on campus and, um, the opportunities it provides you to, to grow as a person and, you know, the balance of school and hockey. It's, uh, I think I truly believe it's invaluable. Uh, you played three years in the WHL, uh, all of them with the Edmonton Oil Kings. So when you look back at your time, uh, with the team and in the league, what stands out for you? Um, I think the, um, the, the support that I that I had from the organization from from Randy from Randy Steve um, Ryan Marsh obviously Steve Hamilton Randy Hanch um, my billets uh, I believe they're listening right now I told them I was going to be on your show so uh, <laughs> Gail and Darnell McCurdy um, 
you know, all just just it was so so uh, life changing for me, and it, I still I get emotional at times because um, you know looking back, it's not always the most memorable um, times in Edmonton. Obviously, our teams weren't uh, as successful as they were in the past as they are now, but right. um, you know they they left the door open for me um, after you know, four or five years after I was drafted and I finally came and, you know, uh, from, from the scholarship to the way that they helped me, um, you know, basically almost turn my life around. It was, uh, um, I'll never forget the, the impact and the influence they had, um, on my life. So that, that's definitely the one thing that, that stands out for me. Uh, now I, I, it's only been a couple of years, so I, there still be some guys on the current oil Kings roster that you got to play with. Do you, do you, keep in contact with any of the guys or do you, do you follow how the team is doing? Obviously you're aware that they're currently uh, one of, if not the top team in the league. Yeah, no, I, I definitely follow the team close. Uh, it's hard not to, I still played with a good handful of those guys and to see them, you know, have such quick success um, after, you know, us finishing last two years ago mm-hmm. and for them to turn it around to see those guys doing well, I, it, it, it definitely makes me happy to, um, to see that and, you know they deserve it, um, and so some of those guys were were younger when um, when we weren't doing so well. So they obviously had to learn learn sort of the hard way, and I think uh, it's going to make it um, you know that much sweeter. It probably makes it that much sweeter the the quick turnaround that that they're having. I can be more proud of those guys. Colton, certainly wish you the best of luck uh, this weekend against Saskatchewan, and uh, for you in QB fourteen and uh, and Patty Day. Uh, Good luck to you and the UBC Thunderbirds uh, when you get out to Halifax. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Guy. Colton Keller and the UBC Thunderbirds in Saskatoon this weekend trying to capture the Canada West title uh, for the first time in a long time. Uh, That should be a fun series. And the Nationals go the weekend of the uh, 14th, 15th, that area of March. It's exciting times in the world of uh, prospect hockey as the CHL playoffs get to the... uh, the playoff race really culminates here over the next few weeks into the playoffs. You've got NCAA conference playoffs going, AJHL playoffs, and across the CJHL. It's playoff season. Outstanding, exciting time of year to be around the sport, that's for sure. Thanks to all the guests that you heard from today. They all joined me courtesy the Troubled Monk Hotline. I am going to be cracking open a daycation logger a little bit later this evening. Uh, there might be uh, one or two, uh, maybe more, uh, going down uh, the old pipe uh, tonight. Uh, and tomorrow, I am uh, headed to Red Deer a little bit earlier than I would normally, as the Oil Kings are in town to play the uh, Red Deer Rebels. I'll be in the visitor's booth with uh, Andrew Peard doing uh, the Oil Kings game. Cam Moon will be in the uh, home booth with uh, Mike Moeller, but uh, Mooner and I are going to connect uh, before the uh, contest uh, in the early afternoon at Troubled Monk, uh, where I'm going to... Uh, I think I'm going to enjoy some samples of uh, uh, the varieties, lots of varieties that they have on tap at the tap room. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. But tonight it's going to be daycation. I think I actually have some. Uh, I, well, I have a taster pack, so I've got I've got Golden Gates, I've got the Pesky Pig, I've got the American uh, Brown Ale, and I've got the uh, Bucktooth Belgian White. Uh, but I still got some daycation as well, and I might have a Rebels uh, Red uh can or two kicking around so i've got lots of options i'm gonna enjoy them all tonight uh, lastly thanks to all the patrons who have signed up uh, to support the show patreon.com slash the pipeline show 
and give it a look and uh, see if it's something you would be interested in. A couple bucks a month would give you early access to all the episodes, or, or rather all the interviews that you hear on the weekly episodes. You'd get to hear those uh, interviews two, three, sometimes even uh, four days ahead uh, of uh, the release of the actual full episode. Uh, and a number of people have uh, helped uh, keep the show going uh, by doing that. So I really appreciate that and, and encourage everybody else to uh, look into it as well, just in case. Next week on the show, more 2020 draft spotlights. I think I'm going to uh, grab somebody to uh, tee up the Alberta Junior Hockey League uh, playoff picture. It's been a while since I had a guest from the queue, so we'll probably head out there. NCAA campus report, more in the WHL. Lots, so much we can talk about this time of year. And we will do it all. So between now and then, get out and watch some junior college hockey so that you and I can talk about it next week right here on the Pipeline Show. Until then, my name is Keith Flaming. See ya.